The Green Bay Packers Mentor-Protégé Program presents the Lessons in Success podcast with Anna Steinfest. Every week, we will bring you the strategies and resources you need to build your business and add knowledge and expertise in order to have a profitable future for your business. Here's your host, the administrator of the Green Bay Packers Mentor-Protégé Program, Anna Steinfest. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to our new episode of the podcast Lessons in Success. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Michael Troyer, and today we will discuss why social distancing doesn't have to disrupt mentorship. Hello, Michael. Hello, Anna. So uh, how did we come up with this topic? Uh, because it is very close to, and it is aligned with our purpose of the Green Bay Packers Mentor Protégé Program. Yes. And in fact, it's one of our popular, the most popular topics so far on our podcast. That might be why we both noticed that title coming through from the uh Harvard Business Review online site for blogs. And I think we have to give credit to get us to get for getting our thinking going to David Smith and Brad Johnson, who wrote a piece on April 6th about this idea. Yes. However, when we were discussing it, we are going to put our own spin on that because the article is more focused on the person-to-person mentorship. And today we will be talking about more of a business-to-business mentorship. Again, very much aligned with the Packers Mentor Protégé program. So with no further ado, I would like to ask you a question. How the mentors engaged with mentees in crisis, does this change their role? Does it change their role? Certainly it puts them under enormous stress in some circumstances, uh, anxiety, if you will. And so finding a way to get their focus uh, is often benefited by having a good mentor relationship. When you have somebody you can lean on, you can talk about what's going on in the world, all these unexpected events, I think they're helped tremendously by having that mentor. We know from some research that's been done that uh, when you build an emotional bond with a business and its ownership, they end up being much more satisfied with what they're doing. They're, they're, they're willing to stick it out and work at the business. Uh, but they need to receive that sense of greater, I'm sorry, greater uh, support from beyond the confines of just their business and their own employees. So, so we're really helping, I think, when we stay with the role as mentor with those businesses that we work with, we have to work a little harder because we're probably more in need at a moment when they have less time. Absolutely. And, and right now, the business owners are under a lot of pressure and a lot of stress. And that's why another question I have is, what are the reasons why the mentor should not let the commitment slide during these difficult times? I think when we're, when we're in crisis and when we're challenged, if we're the owner of the business, uh, we can get very challenged in terms of our, our, our look at ourselves. Uh, do we have self, self-worth if the business is beginning to struggle a bit? Uh, do we have, are we effective at what we do if the business is struggling? Uh, how do we look to our employees if we don't appear to be certain about the future and to have answers for all the questions? That's where a mentor, I think, comes in because the mentor 
can talk to the mentee and reassure them that they do have value, that they understand how to run their business, and they shouldn't let self-doubt come into play. Indeed, the mentor needs to be there probably more so that that owner, mentee, uh, can call on them and say, I've, I've, I'm really struggling today about where I am with my business. I'm really struggling because I don't know if I should be reducing my workforce or, or how vigorously can I struggle with uh, one of my uh, investors or maybe the bank. That's where a mentor can give them that support they need, that reassurance that they're doing a good job. We're, a mentor to a degree is a cheerleader and they need a cheerleader even in the worst of times. Uh, absolutely. And and I, I should add a little bit because to be honest with you, sometimes the mentor, even during these difficult times, they need communication with another business owner. And we heard this morning during our webinar that this this times is unheard of for some people. Mm-hmm. And even if you're mentoring, even you even if your knowledge is extremely high and you, you, you have all this capacity, it can change because right now everything is questioning. Everything is questioned. All your knowledge is questioned. Yes. Think how much if a mentor and a mentee are working together in the very circumstance, how much we can lower each other's anxiety, how much we can uh, overcome that sense of why am I surviving when I've seen friends uh, even disappear from the marketplace. Uh, it, it, what's going on? Uh, what what should I look forward to up ahead when I'm struggling so much day to day? I think that's a, a growth fostering relationship between a mentor and a mentee that's really really powerful. Uh, we need to be there for each other. So so there is a good outcomes for yeah. having this mentor protege relationship during crisis. Let's talk about this. What are the outcomes? You, op- you already uh, mentioned growth fostering. Mm-hmm. What else can we, um, can we have during that and, and, and make sure that our mentorship, mentor-protege relationship do not slide? In fact, I should say that not only does not slide, but in, it intensifies right now. Thank you. Yes, I really believe it needs to intensify. You're absolutely right. And, and think about that. Uh, in that article we mentioned, they had a, a wonderful piece uh, from a book called Leaders Eat Last by uh, Simon Sinek. And I really like that phrase, leaders eat last. We take care of the others first before we sit down to, to our dinner. Well, in a mentor relationship, um, we need to understand that we're a role model for our mentees. And it can be both positive and negative. If they don't hear from us anymore, telling them and the risk, look at the reason. That would be the wrong approach. We really want our mentees, those we're helping, to appreciate that we value them, that, that we're being positive with them, which is the way they need to be with their employees. We're really role modeling for our owner, mentee, running their own business, how they need to treat their employees by being confident, by uh, re- encouraging them by showing them that we're loyal to our commitment to them. We're going to be there as they struggle with us. And frankly, it's going to come right back to us as mentors. We're going to feel the same way. And, and you're talking about the mentors. Absolutely. They, because they do uh, gain some benefit from the situation. And in fact, they can learn uh, because sometimes the small companies um, are extremely um, 
they can react faster mm-hmm. to changes in this difficult and, and, and I, I call it crazy times where the large companies, they're more difficult to react and, and to implement some of the, um, some of new policies and things like that. So I think, um, they can learn from each other. And what are some other values of an effective mentor? Well, I, I, I want to touch a little bit on this idea that here we are video conferencing, you and I, we're doing a lot of that now. Uh, we've all had to make our adjustments. I think one of the values that this brings is learning some new technology, first of all, um, and learning how to have a good, clear, honest conversation with someone when we're not in the same room. It, it allows uh, a lot of uh, interaction and maybe sometimes a little safer for people. For example, if you get into a discussion of career, people are going to talk about their future career or are they going to get laid off by the company? Uh, there's a lot of things they can talk about with you in this fashion that they can't do if you were in the same room in the business where somebody might listen in. By the way, I want to warn that I think one of the dangers of emails and chats and text messaging is that while they're easy to do, they can be easily misunderstood as well, often because they're written and you don't know how to read the tone that's in that message. So one of the things that people talk about is the the psychosocial function of our meeting as mentor and mentee. And here we are in in the video conferencing process. Uh, We can give each other affirmation. We can continue to build a friendship and the emotional support and I get a kick every now and then when, when uh, I see someone else doing this and a, a fa- member of the family, the dog, the cat, the young son or daughter comes in. It's a little more authentic that we're doing this all from home. Nothing wrong with that. We're, we're human beings. Let's let the human side of us show a little bit in all of this as well. So we're really, really validating each other and acknowledging that we're both going through some challenges we had never anticipated. And when I see someone else experiencing what I'm experiencing, I feel less alone. I feel less isolated. That's one of those values that comes from all of this. So you already mentioned uh, some way of us to, um, to continue the relationships during this um, times, but um, what other ways um, you think they should, the mentor and the protege should keep in, in ta- attached and what are your recommendation uh, for our listeners? Well, I've got a cl- client right now who uh, I know is pressed very hard by orders coming in. They don't know how long the orders will continue to come in at this pace, but they're, they're pressed. They've also got to uh, do some homeschooling for some children. So one of the things we immediately agreed we'd do is we'd meet weekly, but we'd meet only one hour instead of the two hours every other week. So we've adjusted the schedule and we've nonetheless put it on the calendar. Now we've had to adjust our time frame a little bit. Uh, they just got hold of me two days ago and said, we can't meet. Can we do it later in the week? And I said, of course, we'll find a time. Uh, so, so we have to be very flexible. Mm-hmm, but what's important here is we have to meet probably more often rather than less, but that doesn't have to be a long time frame. We're, we're going to do it on an hour basis and just do those hours more frequently so that we're in touch. Uh, I'm also on the, the alert for things I see coming through from blogs, for example, that I think are helpful. And I'm making sure I send those on to them, especially about the crisis itself mm-hmm. uh, and how we cope with it. Uh, one of the things you and I put together is that quick action guide for coping with a recession. That was really put together to send out to the folks you and I work with. Mm-hmm. It's just another 
bit of information we can provide. Yeah, absolutely. And and just to plug in uh, any of our listeners who would like to obtain our quick action guide, please email us at info at Research applefrankfrankresearch.com and on the subject line please put podcast and we will make sure to send you that uh, document for you to use Um, and uh, if you don't remember our email address you can always find us at thepackers.com under the community page uh, Green Bay Packers Mentor Protégé Program. So what are your as a closing what are your three recommendations you have for our listeners Michael? A good question, Anna. Um, three. I'd, I'd start with the need to communicate with our mentees, but but don't assume that we really understand all of their situation. Uh, I, I learn in my weekly talks with any number of mentees and, and clients that their experience is different from mine, even though we're going through the same challenge. So I've got to listen carefully. The big issue here is listen, ask, uh, take some notes, let them know you care but understand it's their situation is still unique from your own. Second one I think would be to, to be authentic, to be straightforward that you've got some challenges going on as well. So I don't hide your personal challenges. Um, keep it as real as you can and, and share your own situation. Uh, but don't miss an opportunity to have a good laugh here and there along the way too. If, if, uh, if a cat jumps up, up on your computer and gets in the way of the camera, have a laugh. We all need that. Don't, don't be too worried about being all this professional person kind of thing. Uh, the last one I'd say is show care and compassion. Show the empathy you have for your, for your uh, mentee or your client. Uh, we're all focused on our health care and our, our financial well-being and on family matters and the pressures that come out of that. Um, so we need to demonstrate that we're listening very closely to that as well. Uh, we can be empathetic to them in, in all these different ways that are a part of dealing with a crisis that you don't control. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you to our listeners. You've been listening to Dr. Michael Troyer, president of The Fresh Perspective for the Small Business Owner and Anna Steinfest. Again, if you need to contact us with any topics you would like to hear, please make sure to email us at info at affresearch.com or you can find our contact information under thepackers.com, their community page, Green Bay Packers Mentor Protégé Program. Thank you, everyone. Yes, thank you. This podcast was brought to you by the Green Bay Packers Mentor Protégé Program and the Digital Department of Northeast Wisconsin Technical College.